Starting the fifth Patek of Masachta Yuma, and the Mishnah here will continue with the Aveda of the Kayangadal and Yom Kippur. Specifically, we're in the middle of the Aveda of the Ketairas. In the previous Mishnah, we spoke about the fact that the Kayan had to shovel the coals and the fire from the Mizbeach in order to be used for the Ketairas. Now, the Mishnah continues from where he gets the actual Ketairas that's going to be placed on this fire inside the Kedusha Kedoshim. They brought him out a ladle. And, a, and also a shovel, which uh, the Gemara will say what this machta is. This is the machta that uh, has the k'tairis inside of it. So now he does chafina, which is taking a handful, two handfuls of this k'tairis in his hands. And he places it into the ladle. Hagadl, if you godlay, a kain godl that has a large hand, so he has a lot of katiras in his two hands. And a kain that has small hands will have a small, small amount of katiras. This was the measurement. The Gemara is going to explain why the Mishnah adds these words. Then he takes the, the machta, which has the coals of the. Now, when it says here machta, it's referring to the machta of the coals from the Mizbeach. So he takes that machta with the fire in his right hand, the sakaf and the ladle that now has the kataras in it, biyaminoi. He takes he takes that in his left hand. So the Gemara first clarifies the first machta that it said in the Mishnah, that they brought him out of machta. What is this all about? So the Gemara machta, he's saying over here that they bring him out of a, a, a pan or a, a shovel. So what does this mean? Hatanale, didn't we already say before? Not that he took the shovel and he went up to the top of the mizbeach and he shoveled there from the fire from the from the coals and he came down. So he already had that uh, shovel from before. Why does it say here that they bring him a shovel? So Gemara explains it's two different shovels. There it's the shovel to get the coals from the mizbeach. Here there's a shovel that is filled with the kataitis that they bring to him. The Tanya, as we learned in Abraise, the Bach says here, they brought him an empty ladle from the, the, from the chamber where they had all these kalim. So they brought him a ladle, and then a and then a shovel filled, overfilled with kataitis. Milishka's base of tinnis from the chamber called base of tinnis where the kataitis was prepared and ground. So therefore this is a different machta. The machta of the kataitis and then there's the machta of the coals from the mizbeach. Then it said in the Mishneh, He takes two handfuls and he puts it into the, into the ladle. Kafa godlo, big ladle. Sorry, again, let's read that again. A kain which with large hands has a larger amount. A kain with a smaller amount has a smaller amount. This was the measure. So here the Gemara will explain what's the source of the fact that we use a ladle. Why do I need a ladle to hold the kataitas to bring it inside the kaitash kadashim? If you look in the Torah, what does it say? That he should take a full two handfuls of the Ketairas and he should bring it into the Kedosh HaKadoshim. So he should bring it in his hands. Why is he using a ladle? So the Gemara answers, There's no other way. How could he bring it in? He has to carry the Ketairas 
and he also has to carry the shovel with the coals, with the fire. How is he going to bring both of them in together? And the Gemara goes through it. Hey, Chinavid, what should he do? So, you, so since he has to carry these two things, so he's using two hands to hold the Keteres. So now, you're going to say that he should go in twice? Na'ayel, v'hod na'ayel. He should go in one time to bring the Keteres, and then he should go in again, come back and take the, the shovel with the fire, the coals to go in? You can't do that. Havo achas amarachmona. It says in the Torah to come one time. Vehevi, vehevi mi beis laparechis. He comes in once. V'loishdeya voice. And not that he comes in and brings in twice. So that's not an option. Now, another option. Does he, does he take all the ketores in both of his hands, two handfuls, and then what we'll do is, and you'll put the pan of the coals on top of his hands. And then the lail. That's how he should go in. Now, the Gemara is going to explain the problem with this, but let's stop here for a second and before Hashem say, this is going to be pretty hard because the coals in the pan is boiling hot. How is he going to put it on top of his hands? So the answer that's, uh, that they say is, just like it said before in the Gemara regarding the handle of this pan, that according to the Yerushalmi, it had a leather cover on it in order to not to be able to hold it. It shouldn't get too hot. So according to what the Gemara is suggesting now, it had uh, some leather, some, some kind of a leather to, to insulate it, that it shouldn't be too hot. That's how it would have to be done. But the Gemara says it's not going to work. Why not? Because Kimati Hasam, when he gets inside the Kedusha Kedoshim, Heichi Lavit. What is he going to do? How is he standing there and he has the coals in his hand? Sorry, he has the, the Ketaris in his hands and the, the, the pan on top of it. How is he going to take it off? Nishkele Bishine. He's going to take it off with his, with his teeth. His hands, he can't move it. But so he's going to take it off with his teeth. And he's going to take off the pan to put it on the floor. That's not, that's not the right way to do this. Hashta, lefnei, melech, basav, In front of a king of flesh and blood, you don't do this way to, with your teeth. Lefnei, melech, melech, In front of the Abish to do it this way, most definitely it's not proper. So therefore, hilkach lo So therefore we see that having both of your hands occupied, holding the ketores in it, so you have no way how to maneuver yourself to take care of that pan of the fire, so it's impossible. So if it's impossible, what do we do? We do like what we find, what it says by the Nesim, when the Nesim brought their karbonis, last week's parasha. So what did it say? They brought a kaf achas meleya ketores, one ladle filled with ketores. So we see that ketores is placed inside a ladle. And that's also how the Kayim brings it inside the Kedush HaKadoshim. So he holds the ladle in his, in his left hand and the fire with the shovel in his right hand. So now the Gemara will explain why is the fire in the right hand and the Kedush in his left hand. It should be the reverse. This is an expression the Gemara uses in a few places. It means Yitziva means a citizen. A citizen is, is put down on the ground, low down, and Giyuda, a, a someone that's a foreigner, he's elevated all the way up to the heavens. What's the Gemara saying? The Ketairis is the main thing. So the Ketairis should be in the right hand. The fire is just to create the smoke. So the fire, which is not the main point, it's just a, like, a, like the foreigner, that should be in the left hand. The Gemara answers, the reason is because Zumerube, the fire, the coals are much more. You have to have, uh, we learned before, different opinions. Four kav, uh, right, right, what was it? I think it was three or four kav of, uh, three kav, I think it was. Three kav of the coals. So you have to have uh, a lot of coals here. So it's, it's more. Vizumuetas, huh? It's, it's heavier, exactly. Vizumuetas. 
and the amount of ketairis you have is much less. Persons to the two handfuls of a person is not usually is not three kav, so therefore it's much less. So that goes in the weaker hand, in the left hand. <laughs> then the Gemara says, shavin." Even if you have so much ketairis that it's equal to the amount of coals. And that's in a case where the Kohen Godel's hands are very large. Like a story with Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis that had extremely large hands. Even then, you still put the Ketairis in the left hand. As Rashi says, because most times the Ketairis is going to be less than the fire and it's not as heavy. So therefore it's in the left hand. According to some Gersis, it adds another point. It doesn't seem like Rashi is good as this. But some add another point. The fire, the coals are hot, so it's harder to maneuver, to balance. So you have, want to have a stronger hand, the red hand, uh, the right hand. And the zoo, the katerus is cold, so therefore it's in the left hand. Now the Gemara explains, what's the story with Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis? He had very large hands. So they said about Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis, which was a Kayan Gadol. His mother's name was Kimchis. He had such big hands that he was able to take four kavin in his two hands. And he said as follows, All the women, zardu. the Gemara is going to explain in a second what this uh, expression of Zered Zardu means. The Zered of my mother, is all the way up on the roof, meaning it's stronger, higher than everyone else. So the Gemara explains now two versions what this means. Zered Zardu. Ikedamri, one version is Ba'arsa. This refers to some kind of a cereal or some kind of a grit that they used to eat in the morning. And Rashi here says, That this grits or this cereal that they ate in the morning is good for a sick person. So Rashi says this refers to the women when they're pregnant and they get weak and they're not feeling so well. So they have this special dish of food that they ate to heal them, to give them kayach. So he says that all women eat this when they're pregnant, and my mother had a better quality, and therefore I was born stronger. That's one shot in Zeret Zardu, referring to this uh, cereal that's prepared for the women that are, that are pregnant. Vikidamri, others say Zeret Zardu refers to Bishikhva Zera. It refers to the Zera that he was born from. asked the following question. So before we come to the question, Rashi explains that when it comes to the zera that a child is created from, it's only a small part of the zera that the child is born from. And he, what he was saying is that the chalik of the zera that he was born from was from the best of the best. And therefore he was born very strong. And here the Gemara brings a source from this, what it says by Dovod HaMelech. The Rabbavo Rami, Rabbavo asked the question. Ksiv, the Pasik says, V'tazreini chayla mulchama. V'tazreini means that you strengthen me. But it says vatazreini, which also is Meloshan zayre. Zayre in, in Hebrew means winnowing, when you separate the good from the bad. So it says vatazreini chayel amulchama. And then in another pasuk it says ksev hamazreini chayel amulchama. So over here, or actually the others are geiris, that's the right geirse. Vatazreini chayel amulchama. And here it says it with an aleph. Vatazreini, you have strengthened me. So once it says vatazreini without an aleph, and once it says with an aleph. So what is the, the meaning? Master of the universe, you have winnowed me, meaning the Zerah that he was born from, the seed that he was born from, so the Ebishter chose the best of the best that he should be born from, and then and then you have brought me to be strong, to make me to become swiftly and be strong, so the Ebishter first took the best of the Zerah and then made him strong. That's how he became strong. 
So Rashi says that this, the word Zered is from the Lashon Chavilei Zerodim. When you have uh, a bundle of uh, grain, so the bundle of grain, so then uh, you take the best of the best of it for, to be able to eat from it. And therefore he's saying that he was born from the best of the best of the Zera. Therefore he had such large hands. Now the Gemara says interesting about Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis and his brothers and his mother. Very interesting thing here. It's like the Gemara Amru all over Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis. It was said about Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis that Pamachas sipid varim. It was once, and Rashi says this was on Yom Kippur. That so he once he was he had a conversation in Maravi Echod Bishok with an Arab that was in the marketplace. Obviously speaking to this Ayyam Kippur, yeah, to this Arab. So in, in, the, the Mepharshim here bring from the Yerushalmi that this was some kind of, uh, that wasn't Stam an Arab, but it was some, uh, a king or so, someone that he had to answer him. He had to have a conversation with him, even Ayyam <coughs> Kippur, because of the cover that he had to give him. So he had no choice. And the nuts at Sinura Mipiv al begodov. Some spittle went from this Arab's mouth onto his garments. And he becomes Tomei, right? The, the spit of a, a guy that goes in your garment is like a tumma of a Zov, and therefore he became Tomei. So he couldn't continue doing the Aveda on Yom Kippur. V'nichnas, Yishevav ech ochiv v'shimish tachtov. Yishevav, his brother, went in to serve as a Kayan Gadol in the Beis HaMikdash instead of him. Others say that this story happened on Erev Yom Kippur. Okay, but either way, there was, so, so his brother came and served as a Kayan Gadol. So his mother saw, was able to see two of her sons, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shevav, serving as, as Kayan and Gedalim on the same day. And it happened again. All of Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis. They said again about Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis that once he went out in Yom Kippur and he had a conversation with a Hegman, with a governor, with some kind of one of the leaders there of the Goyim in the marketplace. And some spittle went from his mouth onto his garments. Now, what happened? Another one of his brothers. His brother Yosef came and served in the Beis HaMikdash instead of him. <laughs> His mother was able to see two brothers serving as the King God on the same day. We learned even more than this. Shiva Kimchis had seven sons. And they all served in the Beis HaMikdash as Kainim Gedailim. So the Chachamim said to her, What did you do that you was Eichel for such a thing that, you, that your son served as a Kayanim Gedailim? She answered, In my entire life, The, the uh, roof of, of my house, or the beams in my house, never saw the curls of my hair. She always covered her hair properly. So the Mepharshim say this doesn't refer to the obligation of covering the hair al piyalacha because then she wouldn't be zeichet to such a thing. But this is like she was mahadir even more that even things that whatever would be even allowed to be shown, she still covered completely. She was mekayim the mitzvah with even more hidur. That's what's referring to. But Amrullah, they said to her, Harba sukain. There are many others that did the same. Hayilu, and it didn't help for them. So there must be some other schus that you have besides this. Okay. So some Mepharshim say that. Uh, the Gemara is, is actually having charata from this, that it, uh, it's saying that it can't be that this chus was mitzad etznias. It must have been a different chus. Others say that what the Gemara is trying to say is it was this chus of the tznias, but it was also something additional besides that. The tznias plus something else, because others did this and it didn't help for them. 
The Rebbe brings this Indian in a Sikha, and the Rebbe says that it's not only the Indian of Tznias, but it's Bechlal, the Indian of Kabbalah soil, that she was Mekayim Mitzvah with such Kabbalah soil, even it's a difficult Mitzvah to do, and it's the Kayach of Kabbalah soil, that she was Zeichet to have her seven sons go into the Kaydash HaKadoshim and do the Aveda and the Yem Yem Kippur. Now the Gemara comes to another Aveda in the base of Mikdash. Here in the Mishnah we were speaking about this Aveda of the Ketaydas, which is taking the handfuls to bring inside the Kaydash HaKadoshim. There's another Aveda which is similar, and we're going to learn them out from each other, which is the Aveda of Kmitze. When you take also a uh, sort of a uh, fistful from, from the Karben Mincha. So in the Brayse we learn, Bekum it says in the Pasuk, when you take the Kaimitz, you should take Bekumtza, your Kaimitz. What does this mean? Shulayase mide lekaimitz. You should not make a keli that has the measure of your Kaimitz, and then you don't have to do the Kaimitz with your hand anymore. You can just use this keli. You shouldn't do that. You have to actually do the Kaimitz with your hand. So now that we see that that's the halacha by the Kaimitz, the question is, what's with Chafina? When you take the handfuls for the Ketairis. Are you allowed to make a keli which has the measure of your handful? Do I compare it to the kaimitz or not? There the Taita says it has to be your hand. Here the Taita does not say b'chafnov. Rather, Ella, what does it say? Fill the amount of your, of your handfuls. So maybe here because it says This is different here. Maybe you could make a keli that has that amount. And you don't have to actually have your handfuls. Or maybe, just like here it says, so there's another Pasuk by the Kaimetz where it also says, so maybe I compare these two words to say that you cannot use a keli instead of your handfuls. It has to be done with your handfuls, just like by the Ketairis. So here the Gemara will try to bring that eye from our Mishnah. There were extra words in the Mishnah. What did it say in the Mishnah? This is the measure. What do those extra words in the Mishnah mean? My love, don't you think it means Bach takes out the word that if you want to make a keli that has this measure, this amount, you could. So it doesn't have to be done with your hands. So it says the Gemara Loi. That's not the Pshad on those words. This is what the Mishnah is saying. Just like the Kayan had to take a handful when he was outside in order to go inside the Kaydish Kedoshim. So the same thing when he came inside. So he took a handful from the ladle again. Took a handful out of the ladle to put it into the fire. So he did, he did the same Aveda over again inside. And that's what the Mishnah meant when it says, This is how it was done again inside. Which will be explained later in the Gemara. Now, uh, Oh, so that will be explained in the next daf exactly how this is done. Shamit mina, but the Gemara says, wait a minute, if that's how you're learning Pshat and the Mishnah, so I see from here, chayfin, v'chayze v'chayfin, that you take the handful one time outside, and then when you come inside, again you take a handful out of the ladle to put into the fire. And uh, as we'll see later in the Gemara, it's a machlaikis about this. Some say that you don't have to take a handful again inside. So according to your interpretation, we have a raya from our Mishnah that you take a handful again inside. So the Gemara says, no, there's no raya. Dilma, we can say, when it says in the Mishnah, it's not clear how to interpret it. So you can't bring a raya either way. Maybe the pshat of our Mishnah is that he could make a keli for the measure of the handful that he takes out. In other words, the Gemara is saying, 
the words of Akha in the Mishnah, we don't know how to touch it. You could either say it means that he does this Khafina twice, outside and inside, or you could say it means that he makes a Kali for it. So there's no Raya from the Mishnah. Well, now the Gemara offers an, an, an alternative shot for what Vikachaisamidasa means. Inami, what it means is Shalayakhsar It means to say that he has to do exactly Meloy Khafnov, it has to be exactly the amount that fits into his handful. Not less, it shouldn't be a little bit empty, it shouldn't be overflowing, it should be exactly the amount that fits into his hands. That's why the Mishnah is saying Vikachaisamidasa. Tanerabanan, coming back to the Kaimits, and then again from the Kaimits we'll come back to Khafina. These are two Allahs that are sometimes compared to each other. The, the thing that they put the hands of the terrorists in, that comes the Kaimit. The ladle. Yes. It's pa- placed afterwards in the ladle, right, correct. That's, that's right. But so it has to, the has to be done right. with the hands. For the second time, that becomes. Like that. the. True. Okay, there'll be a machlaikis about that, whether you have to do it over again, we'll see. And how, how did he first. Scoop up, scoop it up with his hand and then put it in the ladle? Yes. Yeah, but how did the, the, you know, he's all by himself. Nobody's holding the ladle. No, no, that, so there's another kind helping him there. Yeah, there's another kind that holds the ladle and he scoops it up and puts it into the ladle. When he walks in, he has to do it himself. Right, then, him. outside, he has other kind of helping him. Tanarabana, we learned in Abraisim, Alaykum, so should have a full kaimetz when you take from the mincha. So, I would think that there could be some that's sticking out from the fingers. When, so, it has to be only what, that, what goes inside your fingers, nothing should be sticking out from the sides. Now, if you have to have only what's inside, I would think that it's enough just to take with the tip of your fingers. That it doesn't, in other words, there's two ways how to do the kaimitz. You can do the kaimitz just with the tip of your fingers. Or you could bend over your entire hand, over your palm, over the palm of your hand, that you have a, that more, more space to, to hold inside the palm of your hand. So you don't do it with the tip of your fingers. It has to be done with a full kaimitz, the way people take a kaimitz, as the Gemara is going to say, Rashi says it later, that you actually go in sort of sideways. When a person wants to take something, you go in sideways, so then you're taking it fully into your palm, and then you close your hand, and then whatever stays inside, that's the kaimitz. Oh, okay, Tzad. <coughs> how, how is this done? You cover over three of your fingers on the palm of your hand, the kaimitz. And that's how you take the kaimitz. So you have to have your full palm of your hand, not just the tip of your fingers. Now, there's two of the minches that have to first be fried. It's fried in a regular pan or in a deep pan. So usually the kaimitz is done with flour. That's very easy. You just take it, flour into your hand, and then whatever stays inside, stays inside, and the rest sort of falls off. But then there's a kaimitz that's done with uh, the flour once it's already fried with oil. So now when you have to take a kaimitz from then it's broken into little pieces. When you have to, fr- when you have to take a kaimitz from that, so now it has to be only what's going to be inside those fingers. Nothing is allowed to stick out. So what do you do in order that it shouldn't stick out? So you have to rub it off with your thumb on one side, and with your pinky on the other side. And you have to like rub it, rub it, to make sure that it's exactly only what's inside. This is a difficult Aved in the base of Mikdash to make sure that the Kaimitz is exact and nothing is sticking out. So the Gemara asks, Zuhi, this is a difficult Aved of Sulai. There's no other Aved that's difficult. But it says regarding Malika as well, which is the way you shecht with your fingernail, that's also considered to be a difficult Aved. It says that clearly in the, in, in the Gemara. 
and also the Chafina that's done inside the Kedush HaKadoshim. We're going to see about this. The Gemara is going to explain it on Daf Mem Tes. It was also very difficult how to do this. And that's also an Aveda Kasha. Ela Zuhi me Aveda's Kasha Sheba Mikdash. The Aveda of the Kemitzah, when you have it after it's fried and it's pieces and you have to rub it off that it should be exact, that's one of the difficult Avedas in the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, the Gemara continues here, and uh, the Gemara has uh, another few questions. The Gemara clarifies this Aveda of the Kaimitz, and then from there we're going to come back to the Chafina, similar. Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Boy, Rabbi Shua ben Uzo. Rabbi Shua ben Uzo asked the following question. Bein habinayim shomulay kumtzay mahu. Between the fingers of the Kaimitz. What's going to be the halacha with that flower or whatever there is from the carbon mincha between your fingers? Is that part of the Kaimitz or is it not part of the Kaimitz? And the Gemara is going to explain exactly what it means with this question. So, Omer Av Pape, Rav Pape explained, the Gavoi, what's already inside of your fingers, sort of facing your palm, even though it's, it's between the fingers, but it's further inside, that's not a question. The Vadai Kaimitz, that's definitely part of the Kaimitz. The Beroi, what's between the fingers, but it's on the outside, it's sort of facing on the outside of your hand, the back of your hand, that also, there's no question because it's facing outside. It's not part of the Kaimitz. The Vadai Shirayim, that's definitely Shirayim. What's the Allah of the Shirayim? By, by a carbon mincha, there's a Kaimitz that you take off to burn in the Mizbeach. All the Shirayim, all the leftovers, all the rest is for the Kayanim to eat. So what's outside your fingers, even though it's in between, but it's facing completely outside, that's for sure the leftovers that the Kayanim have to eat. Kitabayalach, what's my question? The Baini, Baini. What's in between the fingers? It's not outside, it's not inside, it's between the fingers of the kaimitz. My, what's the halacha? Is that part of the kaimitz or not? answered this question and he said, What's in between your fingers is a suffix. It's, 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 it's not clear if it belongs inside or outside, so therefore it's a suffix. Taisus points out, it's very interesting. The Gemara says, Hoda Pashta, he answered it. He didn't really answer it. He basically says it's a suffix. So Taisa says in the beginning he thought it's, it's either or. Either it's part of the kaimitz or it's not. And then he answered, we don't know. It's a suffix and therefore, now the question is, what do you do? The problem is, if it's part of the kaimitz, has to be burnt in the Mizbeach. If it's not part of the kaimitz, that's what's called shirayim and that's what the kaimitz have to eat. It's not allowed to be burnt in the Mizbeach. So what do you do with this that's in between the fingers? Hey Chiyavid, what do you do? Amr Avchanine, Avchanine says, so first you burn the kaimitz on the mizbeach, what you know for sure is the kaimitz inside your hand. And then the hadar ben abinayim. And then you burn separately from what's between the fingers. And there's a suffix, you burn that separately. And the Gemara explains why. why. Why do we have to burn it separately? And why do we burn what's in between the fir- fingers only second? If you're going to say that you burn on the Mizbech what's between the fingers, maybe that's not supposed to be burnt on the Mizbech, maybe it's really the leftovers that are supposed to be eaten. And if so, what's the problem? If so, the Shirayim, the leftovers that are supposed to be eaten by the Kainim, is now missing. And what's the halach if it's missing a little bit? The master said, The shirayim of the mincha, the part of the mincha that's supposed to be eaten by the kainim. If there's anything that's lacking of it, You don't bring anymore the kainim. You can't anymore bring the k'tayris on the mezbeach. Rashi brings it from the Gemara in uh, Menachis, where the Gemara learns it out from a posik. 
min ha mincha that you have to bring the kaim, it's from the mincha. It has to be from the full leftovers of the mincha. If, if anything of the shirayim was, was taken away, you can't burn it anymore on the mizbeach. So this, in between the fingers, it might be part of the shirayim, so you can't first burn it, you have to leave it there. Okay, so it can't be first. So you burn it second. So first you burn the full ketayres, and then what's in between the fingers, which is a suffix, then you burn that. But the Gemara asks, this order is also not good. If so, that first you burn the kaimitz, and then you burn what's in between the fingers, which is a suffix. Hashtanami, now as well, you're going to have an issue. What's the issue? Why don't you apply over here this that it says that Once you have the kaimitz that was placed on the fire, the leftovers are not allowed to be burnt on the fire. Rashi also brings the Pasik. It says in the that once you burnt already part of the carbon on the fire, the other part that's not supposed to be burnt, you're not allowed to put it on the fire. So if you burn the kaimitz first, how are you going to then put this other part, which is a suffix, on the fire? So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Yudah said, when you burn this part of the, the uh, kaimit, which is a suffix, you burn it on the mizbeach, not as a carbon, you burn it on the mizbeach as like fire, wo- firewood. Fire, it's allowed to be brought on the mizbeach as firewood. It's not allowed to be brought as a carbon, but it can, it can serve like, like firewood. So therefore, that, for that, you're allowed to bring it on the mizbeach. And the Gemara brings a source for this, this is what Rabbi Yezer said, the Tanya Rabbi Yezer, that Pasuk that says, so it says over there, that if it's being brought as a carbon, you're not allowed to bring it on the Mizbeach, once you already were makter, what's supposed to be brought, so you're not allowed to bring the leftover, something else, that's not supposed to be brought on the Mizbeach, you're not allowed to burn it on the Mizbeach. If it's not being brought as a carbon, it's just being brought as wood on the Mizbeach, that's allowed. Rashi here brings that Rabbi Yezah said this regarding a situation where you have pieces of carbonus that were mixed with each other. And you're not sure if it's supposed to be brought on the Mizbeach or it's now chatos and oila got mixed up with each other. You don't know if it's supposed to be brought on the Mizbeach. So what do you do? You bring it on the Mizbeach, but you bring it as wood. This, these pieces of the carbonus can be serving as wood, so therefore it can be brought on the Mizbech this way. The same thing over here, the Gemara applies regarding this Kemitzah, there's a suffix, so you'll burn it on the Mizbech, and you won't burn it as part of the carbon, you burn it separately as if it's fire, wood for the fire. That's according to Rabbi Yezah. So the Gemara says, okay, this is Rabbi Yezah, says you can do this. This works according to Rabbi Yezah. But according to the Rabbanon, what do you say according to the Rabbana? Rabbana say you can't do this. If the Torah says you can't bring it onto the Mizbeach, it doesn't make a difference if you're bringing it as a carbon or you're bringing it as if it's wood. You're not allowed to bring it on the Mizbeach. So what are we, gonna, what, what do, we do over here with this Kaimetz and what's between the fingers and we're not sure if it's a Kaimetz or not, so what are we going to do with this? So the Gemara says, Omer Avmari, so Avmari says, here's the, here's the Eitzah, the Komtsi Shmeini, the kind of that do the Kmitzah have to be fat, they have to have fat fingers. So therefore there's nothing that's going to be in between their fingers. So therefore, there's no issue. So the Gemara says, if so, if that's the conclusion, that the kainim that are doing it have uh, fat fingers, so nami the even according to Rabbi in this case, you shouldn't rely on what Rabbi said in a case where the fats of the carbonas got mixed with each other. Maybe only over there, Rabbi says, they got mixed with each other, then you can bring it as firewood. But over here, by the kaimits, you should use a kain that has fat fingers and they won't, you won't have this issue. So this has been a to the Kaimitz. 
Now the Gemara comes and asks questions and some similar things to the Chafino, the handfuls that you use for the Ketairas in Yom Kippur. And we have a seminar, Beina Binayim, Poshat, Umachat, Supaza, Vechisha, Vechafinis Chavere, Simen. So Bayraf Papa asked the question regarding the Chafino. So when a person is taking the, fist, the handfuls of the ketaites and what's in between his fingers. So what's going to be the halacha here? In between the fingers regarding the chafina. Is that part of it or not? So the Gemara says, Why is Rav Papa asking this question regarding the chafina? If he learns out, Meloi, Meloi. This Gzayda Shavu that we said before, that we compare the Chafina to the Kaimitz, so hai no hach. It's the same Shadda that we asked before. And we said before that it's a suffix, so isn't it the same thing? Why? It's, it's the exact same thing. Just like over there it says, Bekumtsoi, and therefore in between the fingers are not good, so we're learning out Malay Malay, so why, why are we asking the question again? So the Gemara answers, Rav Pape Hachi Boyele. Rav Pape's question is as follows. Really, as Rashi explains, Rav Pape does not learn out the Gzayda Shavu. We don't compare the Chafina to the, to the, to the Kemitzah. But what's his question? Do I say that the Taita says he should have the handfuls and bring it in? And if so, a person puts his hands into the Ketairas and he has a handful. Even what comes between the fingers is considered to be part of the handfuls. And therefore you bring it in and it's good. Or Aidilme, or maybe there's another it says in the Pasik before, Vilokach Vehevi Bainan. You look at there at the full Pasik, so what does it say there? So the Pasik says that Vilokach Mulaya Machta, that he takes it, and then um, and then Vehevi. So as Rashi explains, what does Vilokach mean? You have it has to be an action that the person is doing. You're doing the Khafina. And then there are certain things that get stuck between your fingers that's not considered to be vilokach. You didn't take that. That's something that got stuck between your fingers. So maybe because it says vilokach, you have to be the one that's taking it, vahaleke, and therefore what's between the fingers is not part of that, so therefore it's not part of the chafina. Teiku, so we don't have an answer to this question. Omer Rav Papa, Rav Papa said, so now that we come back to the kemitze, how is the kemitze done? And then we're going to come back to the chafina again. We keep on going back between the chafina and the kemitze. So Rav Papa said, Pshitali, it's obvious to me, Meloi kumtsai. the way the kaimetz has to be done is, Kedekomtsi inchi. The way people usually do a kaimetz, so if you look in Rashi, so Rashi says, you go, you go in from the side, sideways. You go in sideways, and, that, and then you get in and you close your hands over your palm. That's the way it's supposed to be done. But now the question is, What's if it was done from the top going down? He, from the, for he took, took the tip of his fingers and he's not going sideways, but he's coming from the top down and that's how he's bringing it into his palm. What's going to be the halacha then? That's not the way you, people usually, it's not the convenient way to pick something up. If you want to pick something up, you usually come sideways. So what's if he, if he comes on, from the top down? What's going to be the halacha then? What's if you're going from, from the bottom up? The person's sticking his hands into the bottom and he's picking it up and closing his hands. What's going to be the halacha then? What's if it comes in from the sides? What this means is he basically puts his hand down on the, uh, on the mincha and he like pressures his hand down. And by pressuring his hand down, it sort of gets filled up automatically from the side. And then he closes his hand. What's going to be the halacha if it's done in that way? All of these ways are not the regular way that people usually do. So take them. It doesn't answer any of these questions. 
Similar to Gemara asks regarding the Chafina. Amarav Pape Pshitali, it's obvious to me, Meloy Chafnav means Kedachafni Inchi. The way it's usually done, a person sticks in his hands in the comes in from the sides and he sticks in his hands and he has the, the, the handfuls. That's, how, that's the way it's supposed to be done. But now the question is, The person comes in with the tip of his fingers and he brings it in from the tip of his fingers. What's going to be the halacha then? So he's like coming actually from the top with the tip of his fingers. Or He goes again from below, not from the side, but he comes from below up. That's also not the usual way. What's going to be the halacha? Or again, if a person is pressuring his hands down onto the katayras and he allows it like to fill up through pressuring his hands down, what's going to be the halacha? Or here there's another example. He, go, he goes in with one hand and then with another hand and then he brings them together. The not, not that he came together and, and brought them in together, but he, one hand and then another hand and then he brings them together. Mahu, what's going to be the halacha then? Take all these kinds of khafina that are not the usual way. The Gemara doesn't resolve if it's accepted or not.